What is up, everyone out there? How we doing? It is NFL football picks and bets here at the Mayo Media Net. I got to go and you got a couple balls in the air with your host. If you haven't noticed, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple, Big Johnny Stud, coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always. But not doing baseball as always. We're going to do a little bit of football as always. The clock is already ticking. You know, I'm trying to do time these best ball drafts. It's really tough. I didn't want you to wait too long. Well, you're not going to be waiting at all. 30 seconds. We are kicking right off. We have pick number two. This should be a really so much fun. If you're unfamiliar with my work, catch me up at MLB Moving AVG on the Bird app, yo. This is cool. We got the number two pick, so I'll have a little bit of time in between. I've been working extremely hard. If you're not familiar with that, get ready to strap up and strap in. We are going to rock and roll, bro and girl out there. Come on. No kidding. If you know how I rock and roll, then you should know. It is going to get kind of wild up in here. All right. With the number two pick, it's pretty probably self-explanatory. You know, four people are saying Taylor and McCaffrey. I generally, you know, beat by my own drum and don't take those guys. Cooper Cup went one. So I will go Taylor two. And that's something I was going to get at is right off the bat, let's get right into the strategy. Would be I've kind of found that I'm a zero wide receiver guy, right? So everyone knows me. I'm a baseball guy. You could check out that work, cork stats at fantasy baseball picks and bets, Mayo Media Net as well. Rate, review, and subscribe to all that good stuff. You know, make sure you're signing up to these DraftKings best ball. They're awesome because they give you all the notifications. I've played them all. DraftKings is the best one by far. And it's a million bucks to first for five bucks. It's like playing the scratch-off ticket. I've been getting my dad and friends into it. I really love this stuff. But let's get into the draft. I'm going to cover everything again. I've done this for baseball before where I think if anyone could do this all alone, it is the big dude with the big mouth. Let's get at it. Everybody in the Mayo Media Net family, uh, you know, I'm kind of like the new guy around here. And I really hope you're digging the football stuff. Because I have been putting a lot of work into it. I have a column at The Athletic. You could check that as well. So what I was getting at is this. Is I have been working, though I haven't really been out in the public. In As far as baseball goes, I like to think I'm more of the teacher. And with football during the transition, you know, I'm listening to the people that have been working on it all year. I'm not stubborn. That'd be kind of dumb. But I am working really, really hard. Generally, on the weekends, I'm working on football. I have done at least like 40 or 50 best ball drafts. So like, listen, like I said, I'm sharp by the time it came out. If you haven't seen this, we have two already in the playlist. I had Ian Hardis from PFF on, and I had Chris Meany from Everywhere on. Both really great shows. Both of those guys, super sharp. We talked about a lot of stuff in here. We're going to apply it. So what I've noticed is I'm kind of the zero wide receiver guy, it feels like. That's just kind of how things have shaken out. Again, I didn't, I don't kind of predispose these things, right? I don't go into any kind of drafts or markets trying to predict the future or even kind of force my will on them. I think you have to let drafts come to you, especially at the top and especially in a game like football where there are so few truly, truly, truly like impactful kind of players, you know, um, you really want to make sure that you have as many of those as possible, not trying to chase 
position scarcity. Sorry about the stumble. I'm just kind of getting, you know, handle all this. I think it looks pretty crisp. I was working on the graphics early today, working on the background early today. Again, if you're unfamiliar with my work, I truly don't believe that you ever stay the same. I think you either get a little bit better or a little bit worse, no matter what you do, if you think you stay the same. And if you're not doing anything, you're probably getting a little bit worse, get a little bit worse, 20 days in a row of doing nothing. Guess what? You're going to, you know, bad at things. So I like to do the opposite and always try and stay at the top of my craft. And I know everyone is so used to just the very best production at Mail Media Net. So make sure you hit the cartoon thumb, put your cartoon fingers inside us here at Cork Stats Live NFL on Mail Media Net. This is so much fun. So again, I've been kind of getting away from wide receivers early because I just don't think the running backs are there. I don't know if I'm right. It's not reinventing the wheel, but I feel like zero RB is a real thing. I don't understand how it applies to the game at large. And that's something that we're definitely going to get into to the board, everything kind of looking as usual, you know, just pretty much what you'd expect. Um, really targeting running backs. Like I said, I'm targeting impactful players. I'm targeting the very best at their position. And I'm going to go one further, something that, you know, I kind of made some waves during baseball season. Let's get back to it in a second. And I'm going to show you exactly what I mean when I go with, I'm not on the clock. We're actually on deck. And I was going to say in a game like best ball. So I'm going to use burn my 20 seconds here. Everyone can wait in a game like best ball. Roster spaces are the ultimate commodity. It truly is. Anyone would agree it's a war of attrition. It's hard to even survive this game. So what does that mean to me? In the specialty positions, quarterback and tight end, where the pool is so much lessened as far as volume goes, if you don't have a few of those truly elite determinate players, those guys that can really separate themselves from the pack, then you need to spend an extra roster space on it. I can't believe for all the super duper sharp people I listen to, and I'm not trying to say I'm better or smarter than they are. I'm just surprised that I have not seen that applied. I really, we haven't seen that kind of theory out there yet where roster space at the four Tells me what? Yes, I understand there's something to be said for QB value if you move back. And again, I covered this at the Athletics. I'm not just really throwing stuff at the wall here. The idea being there are a couple guys that separate at the top, and then you end up in this channel. And then when you're within the channel, you want to make sure you're making the right decisions, getting the top side quarterbacks at the best price. But I would say there's a lot of QBs that if you have drafted them as your number one, then you need to draft a third quarterback for sure. Where in DK, particularly in these 20 round drafts, you may not need to, or at least you can wait until the very last round. The idea of drafting in bands, again, not reinventing the idea of position scarcity. I'm not, you know, I'm not inventing that idea. But I think the way it applies to best ball is a little bit different. And I'd say the same about tight ends, right? With Mark Andrews, who lit up the elite usage board that I did over at The Athletic. I was coming up with a triple slash. I know baseball, ah, eye rolls, ah, but it really makes sense, right? Baseball, they use a triple slash to give you a better idea than a single number. Again, 
batting average not so great, but in football terms, any no single stat is good enough. And I use the pizza analogy, which are hilarious, right? Perpetuating the stereotype, fat Italian guy from Brooklyn making pizza analogies, like shock to the world there. But the idea being, I could tell you a wide receiver or a you know pass catcher, let's call them, has the most slices of a pie. I could tell you a pass catcher has the biggest slice of the pie. But unless you know how many slices or how big the pie is, it's really hard to get some nuance and context behind it, especially in a game like football where players miss games. And now we're able to kind of sort when they're not playing and all this stuff. So what I'm going at was I ended up using target percentage, right? Pretty basic target percentage, the number of the pieces, air percentage, the size of the piece, and a dot, which I was calling the robustness of the piece, or you know, pizza would be the toppings, right? So how how good is your slice? How many slices do you have? How big is it? How much of it do you have compared to the whole? And then on a per slice basis, like how delicious is it? And you know, it, it I think it's pretty good at doing its job. Of course, it upset people on Twitter and in the comments because it left out some of their favorite players. I was just giving one example how to use it, and it was 20% target, 25% air, 10% ADOT, and it left off a couple of really great receivers like Cooper Cop is not on there and Debo Samuel because of the ADOT, right? They fall a bit shy as far as ADOT. So it doesn't mean they're any good. You just play with the dials a little bit. I was just trying to give people an idea of one setting and way to use it and to see if any players came up and they did 23 players in the league came up on that elite usage board right there's no way around it just because it, it, it it may have missed the very best receivers it's not describing the very best receivers we're not doing that I'm not doing that right this is just a flashlight to point us in the right direction to look for outliers Mark Andrews is on that list. Now, back to the original point, and I hope people are really enjoying my football content. I know I do this kind of same thing in baseball, a little bit differently, where it's numbers with football, it's less so with theory. And the idea of having the big-time elite usage tight end is now I don't need three. I I know people like uh, some sleepers out there, and they make a lot of sense that they do. Hold on, we are up, so let's not lose focus. We're on the clock. Allen, Taylor, and Andrews. I feel like we can go anyway because there's just so, so many wideouts. All of a lot of the running backs that I really, really like have gone. I have my eye on the Jets' Brees Hall. You know, I got the Jets' jersey on. I'm going to tell you we're going to go with Hall, and I'm going to explain why, and then we're going to tie into the whole thing. So let's go with Brees Hall. We added him. Now we are, we are four picks in. We have no wide receivers. So zero wide receiver strategy in full effect. Just like I said, I am not a fraud. I don't talk it. I live it. And now this is funny. I think I'm going to, I might make some more people upset here. And again, we're going to circle back into both of these picks at once. We're on the clock. We have a QB. So we're not thinking about one forever. We have our tight end. We're not thinking about one forever. We have 
Two really good running backs that can catch the ball, going to be on the field all the time. We need a pass catcher. Might People might not be expecting it. We're going with Darnell Mooney, another player on that volume list. I love what we see from Justin Fields. Here is the tie-in, something that I used to describe as spinning bowls, like the guy with the gong show. The reason it matters, you could spin as many bowls as you want as long as you come back. What am I talking about? I'm looking for picks in best ball that tie into each other all the time. Certain guys can stand on their own. We know Mark Andrews can stand on his own. We know Josh Allen can stand on his own. However, of course, we'll be looking to correlate with Allen. A lot of the pieces held within that lineup. We want them to mix and match. Now, again, I'm less of like a super-duper stack guy. You see this all the time. Not my style. I'm more into sending two or three players at a time into games. The idea being, okay, you know, we're going to have the reason I took Mooney. The reason I took Allen, I took Allen to shrink the need for roster spaces because I know later on I love Justin Fields. Even if we have to push him up, he makes the second pick. I don't have to even take a third pick. I'm going to roll out Josh Allen, Justin Fields. You don't play for Peyton Manning getting hurt, as my boy Elliot Crist used to say, and that's the truth. But you don't grab one guy and say, oh, I expect you to be one. Two guys, Fields and Allen, they both run. They both have tremendous ceilings. We both know how awesome they are. Allen should be – he's my favorite to be the number one player overall by far. He outscored everybody by 10%. And for some reason, you're getting him with your third pick. I reach for guys. I also don't care about ADP. I have 10 million drafts under my belt. I don't care about ADP whatsoever, particularly on the ends. My guy that I want is going to be gone. Let's bring it all back, people. So right off the bat, we went Jonathan Taylor. Makes a lot of sense. Obviously, he does everything. Again, I want to fill in these running back spaces. I believe that the market and a lot of the sharp analysts within are correct. Wide receivers are the most volatile. But to me, that doesn't mean I want, like, yes, I want the very best of everybody, but everything comes at an opportunity cost. So if wide receivers are the most volatile, but I can take advantage of the specialty positions, quote-unquote quarterback tight end, and physically eliminate a roster space, and, and I feel very strongly about it with tight end, probably by the end I will burn a last-round pick on an upside play at QB, I have somebody in mind. I can actually say it because this doesn't come out live, though I am shooting it live. Is Kenny Pickett one of my favorite late round picks? He's a you know or early favorite for rookie of the year, and we don't really need him to do much. And if he ends up hitting, especially late in the season, right? Best ball is is a full season. If you're unfamiliar, I absolutely love it. This DraftKings game is five bucks. Winner gets a million dollars. It's an awesome scratch off ticket, and it will help you learn the market. These Games also, if you notice, they fly. People take them extremely seriously. I love it. So we end up with Mooney because we like Fields later. And if we miss on Fields, now we have Brees Hall. We can get with Zach Wilson if we have to. I think the Jets are also going to turn it around. Tough decisions here again. And I'm really sticking with my guns. And I feel like pass catching running backs that will be on the field are running out and almost gone. At this point in the draft, I have a hard time getting past my dude, Rashad Penny, on the Seahawks. So, again, these DraftKings boards are amazing. We're already flying. We're going to be up again in a second. Now, again, QB's filled. Tight end is filled. Now we have three nice 
pass catching running backs. I do like to scoop up Walker, so I always keep an eye on him. He's not up for a little while, which means what? We can dig into these wide receivers. Michael Thomas has fallen. We know it's big upside. We know there's a million bucks on the line. Give me Michael Thomas. See how I'm building this where everyone is talking about these number one wideouts, number one wideouts. I feel like Darnell Mooney and Michael Thomas have a chance to legit be number one wideouts and a number one wide receiver on any given week if we're talking about volatility, except I feel like I have the number one QB in the league every week in Josh Allen. I feel like I have the number one tight end in the league every week. And Mark Andrews, yes, Travis Kelsey consideration. Yes, Kyle Pitts consideration. But Mark Andrews certainly in consideration when we're talking. I believe he has the best combination of Age, health, skill, QB, continuity. Man, I'm really enjoying this. And if you are also, please get up in the comments. This show is really just a pilot. Uh, You know, we're just shooting it out there. So while we're doing that, thank you so, so much. Patty Mayo, he really is the GOAT. You know, he is every bit the cool dude, man, businessman, sharp kind of cat that you'd expect he is. Really, really cool. On and off, same kind of guy. But cool Recognize cool, game recognize game, and we have the opportunity to kind of do some NFL stuff. So that's what I'm here doing with you, the Cork Stats crew. Ah, I got snuck that one in there for my OGs. So let's get back into um, the draft and how we build these things and why it matters so much to me, right? So I believe you must capitalize on – sorry, I have to, I'm starting not to scroll so much, everybody, but I don't want to shrink it. I don't want to shrink it too much. Maybe I should because it just it's already kind of pre-shrunk. You know, we want to see my picks, but we also want to see the board. Yeah, maybe we just have to go with that. Maybe I'll go, I'll meet you in the middle. Sorry, live TV sometimes is what it is. I'm also known, like I said, I'm always adjusting on the fly sometimes. Don't get mad at me. So back into it. Number one QB, any given week, Josh Allen. Think about it in DraftKings terms. We know he's gonna be top priced QB. We know Andrew's gonna be a top priced QB. I feel that RB1, RB2. And the flex, even if we're not necessarily looking to start him. And I think that's part of, right, the opportunity cost, the give and take. I'm giving, you know, a bit in the wide receiver department, but getting big-time players. I don't feel like we've given up much at all. Now it's probably time to start thinking ahead. I'll talk you through the guys that I like, Rick, because if we if we ate RBs, tight ends, and QBs early, when we need to be manjin on those wide receivers in the middle, and you can see a lot of them up. And I think, you know, these markets are very sharp, so it is the guys that you see. I'm off on gauge with Julio coming in. We just don't know how it's going to shake out. People really do like London, but I'm a little bit scared for the QB situation. We already have Thomas, which, man, I love those Coral of picks. And I mentioned Olave. That's probably where I'd go if he made it back to us. I don't know if he's going to, but I think all those players are probably viable. So it's like Olave and Ayuk with San Francisco is viable. Plus, I know I like Jawan Jennings as one of my later or last round picks. Again, I'm always, always thinking in pairs. Always thinking in pairs. Always willing to sacrifice to think in pairs. Because with the guy that comes out, I know people say they don't handcuff because you shoot them. Who is to say that 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 is the way? There's no way for you to say that 
uh, that combination not the winning, meaning the wide receiver two on San Francisco was the winning piece. So having, you know, Ayuk week one through eight and then Jennings nine through the end was the winner. I ha- I don't know if I'm going to get this out at the athletic, but I did run some second half like usage disparity stats and Juwan Jennings popped. They do like him. I know there could be a big competition and they need stuff to happen, but we'll also be talking about the very last pick. But that's how it rocks me. I really like to link everybody and everything if I can. And then, of course, my boy Sky Moore is right there who I've even taken a front of guys like Ayuk, which is probably crazy. I can't believe I just admitted it. If you want to yell at me, you can always yell at me on Twitter. You know, that's how you know you're good at football analysis when people yell at you, Mark. So also, I think Traylon Burks is pretty viable here. But see, I have no problem playing for the playing for the youth because we're going to kind of stack them. I'm not expecting too much from all these guys. And again, I'm always keeping an eye on the running back room. So I think because our picks are paired and I'm seeing my guy Ken Walker the third come up, that is certainly a place that I want to mix and match. He's right there. So I think I I like I'm gonna let Walker fall because as much as I think I like the pair, I think I like Cook more and I think I like the correlation with Cook and Josh Allen. That's where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna milk this clock because I'm actually making the decision internally right now. If if I should go running back, running back here, finish the Seattle Monopoly, even if it's Baltic and Mediterranean, link Cook to Allen, and that might even chop me off a, a running back later on, right, and allow me an extra wide receiver. So I know I'm going to go Cook here. I love I love what James Cook offers. I wasn't hiring him to begin with. And the boys at PFF really made a very compelling argument for him. We also see Cordero Patterson here who just – who didn't go Ramondre Stevenson went, I'm not sure, man, Harris is going to eat. So I think Patterson should be probably a wide receiver. I know people are off. I think he's going to catch a lot of balls. So he's perfectly viable. If you ask me, we're back on the clock. We know Walker is not going to get back. And then you have to ask yourself, how important is it to correlate? And for me, the answer is very, very important. And we're going to go with Kenneth Walker at pick 99, which is definitely a reach, but he won't be back. And I don't care. You know, I just don't care. So far, we have Josh Allen at quarterback, Jonathan Taylor and Brees Hall at running backs. Pretty nice right there. Darnell Mooney, Michael Thomas, wide receivers, both filling in nicely. Mark Andrews. And then the Seattle pairing of Penny with Ken Walker and then James Cook. So look how many running backs I have. You know, it's five running backs already in, what is that, eight picks? And again, I just... Could care less, I'm sorry, um, nine picks. My mistake, everybody. And I honestly could care less because I love the way the construction is coming. Because, again, I'm going to be throw. I think about what I'm throwing at you every week. I, I understand you need combinations and playing the large field. I don't think beating a large field necessarily means you have to be crazy. I think it means you need to be thorough. I think it means you need the correct amount of spike weeks, which is exactly what I'm going to be playing for. It sounds pretty intuitive to me, but again, we have not really, really seen that necessarily. Okay, we have a while ago, 17 picks. So let's do some strategy here. The guys that I passed that I do like, Cordero Patterson, have a ton of them. Like I said, I think we will be catching a ton of balls, but here's where it gets hairy. And if you've waited, unlike myself, and you're starting these guys, I see a lot of that. I'm not sure... How I feel about the argument, again, we're talking about winning a large field tournament. I think you have to be good out the box. I think you're going to have to be good every week. To be starting multiple running backs that are not the starters on their team week one. You know, I'm Jonathan Taylor and Brees Hall. These guys are in line for 
ton of work. And speaking to him, see, Carter, I may have to pass on Carter. I'll tell you what, if I if I if I can land Michael Carter, and I just reach for these guys, I just don't even care because I'm thinking about the build. But I I, I like Spiller before him. He won't be there because remember, people don't draft by ADP. They draft by these lists and they draft by positions because people like me are putting strains on it. So if you think you're gonna wait for ADP with somebody like me in the room, you're gravely mistaken. And then I do something like I just did, and I strain the backup market, and that starts a secondary run. Now you're in the back end of. Uh, secondary run, and you kind of stepped on a rake and got caught. And now your best ball team is flawed and maybe a loser. And that's been the thing that really gets me is these are really these, you know, it's a it's a puzzle. It's a, oh God, I don't want to steal a living organism thing, but it's the truth, you know, really it's, 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 it's a unique, you know, piecing together it's, uh, of and timing with spikes also, people often talk about total points, which can be misleading, right? Floor game is not really going to do it. In fact, you can have a guy with a great average who ranks decently high, but doesn't actually score for you in best ball. Because again, if you're unfamiliar, the computer automatically scores best ball for you. So it's all about spike weeks. So give me the guys with the highest percentage chance of spike weeks in combinations. All right, time to circle back. Wow, look, see, the ADP really moving. People are starting to get where I'm going. And my boy, who I mentioned, Justin Fields, up to pick 126. If he drops to us, he will absolutely be my pick. And then I may just, like I said, forget about quarterback until the very, very, very end. We have two rushing QBs with all the top side in the world have a chance at all the QB one finishes. And I think that's what it's all about. Right, because for drafting a guy like Jonathan Taylor, you you got to get we got to get every game out of him. The other pieces we're hoping will fill in again those spike weeks when either he's bad or maybe has a bye or maybe misses. But we need the top picks to produce, no question. So I'm going to try and get with Fields here, and then it's going to be time to start eating in some wide receivers again. Oh man, I'm looking and I'm thinking I. I the way wildouts have gone. I wonder if I need to maybe do a zig with the zag and jump back to Zach Wilson. Like I said, I think I'm going to have to do that. I hope I don't come off as a fraud, but this wide receiver room is going to leave us bare where we're going to have to rely a little bit more on Josh Allen fields had been falling later and he's not, we need wide receivers. I'm going to go top target here. You know what? I was going to go Jacoby Myers, top target potential in New England with Devontae Parker. I ended up clicking on Tobert for Dallas because I think the top side, again, is there. That's what we're going to have to play for. So that's why I'm going to end up going with Devontae Parker on New England. Again, he marked all the boxes and that elite usage. Now, you can see how I paid the price grabbing the backup running back there so now i have to hope that it turns into a late wide receiver that pays those bills so let's scan ahead a little bit in wide receivers you know i like watson for green bay uh, some day to day i try not to overreact to this stuff i think he's fine so anywhere there's that kind of target vacuum in green bay there's a potential for some real points there you have palmer for the chargers has a chance to take over that number three role outright you got john dotson for 
the commanders, I think I may be going there because I want again, I want to be looking for guys that have a chance to kind of dominate chalk for Detroit as a chance to play outside all the time. So again, I think there's a lot stronger arguments and even further Nico Collins could be the top target in Houston. He should be Marvin Jones, another one of the latest guys on that usage board, followed by Isaiah McKenzie, who I could pair with Josh Allen. So I already I feel a little bit more relieved now. Though I am going to have to get a different QB than I wanted and field. He's still first on the board, but he will be gone. I'm probably going to have to go with the Zach Wilson. I don't know the next one. That's a real gamble. Probably one I'm not willing to take, meaning to pass on my next loop-de-loop and not come away with a viable second QB. I think it is important. Even if you like Josh Allen, I've heard the arguments, oh, you have Josh Allen. You expect him to do it every single week. I don't. Uh, to me, that's not it. And I think you want a QB one week on his bye week, or if he misses a single week, or if you know you're in Buffalo with a crazy amount of snow or something like that, with a bad wind, you really got to have at least some viable backup plans, right? Viable, viable backup plans where we know a guy like Zach Wilson, we saw a little bit of legs, we know the Jets have improved, even Daniel Jones is going to have some wheels to him. Not trying to make excuses. I like Fields three greater than signs over both of those guys. But I think it really was important to try and lock in some more potential with injuries in Dallas. Tolbert has a chance to really move up. I have no, ch- I have no problem. I have a mix of really young and really old, and I don't, you know, I don't care. I mean, Michael Thomas is blew blow away those projections. I think if people knew he wasn't going to be, you know, had a chance to really be impactful from the get go, they'd be all over him. And you know, I really am, and I like Olave too. I really do. I think get them both. I have a ton of him as well. I think late. There's a ton of targets there. They're going to have a ton bunch of indoor games, and you're going to have a pathway open to spike week. So if you draft QB and tight and high, we need one less guy. You're able to expose yourself to that a little bit more. These drafts just absolutely humming, doing me a favor. You know, it's not easy to kind of cover this stuff on your own. We're only 28 minutes. And I, I, you know what? I think I can actually make the pushback a full loop because Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence – we're all still there. Mac Jones, who I like. So maybe it's time to look at a tight end. Oh, Albert O is first on the list. Oh, let's hope he falls. I like have my fingers absolutely crossed that Albert O falls to us here. If not, I'll probably go with Everett for the charge. I think both of them have a chance, again, be a number one tight end on a week-to-week basis. Let's hope this guy in front of me doesn't snipe me. He does not. I am loving life right now. But I'm going to eat the 20 seconds just to make sure you know that there's no one else that really, really t- sticks out too much. Again, I have my eye on the very last running back that I would consider drafting probably. And it's Tyrion Davis-Price <clears throat> on the 49ers. Oh, I better tell. I did tag. Albert O, make sure you're smart and cue your players if you're going to ramble and run your mouth, everybody. <laughs> so add Albert O to the squad, perfectly viable tight end too. Behind Mark Andrews, I'm not going to draft another tight end. And there's what I meant. Like, to me, not always Andrews awesome, has a chance at the number one, has a chance to be separative, separated from the field and open up that pathway, but it's going to save you a spot. So let's see. We're going to have to think this one out loud. I Like I said, I know I like chalk on the outside, on the way back, I do have Jones and McKenzie to hope those guys fall or to go for the QB that I think I could pass on because I really am okay with Wilson. Uh, so that tells me I could go with with Price. Did I get it in time? Oh, I like double-clicked on the star. Oh, and I ended up with Chark. Mm, look, I made your manual error, but maybe it's okay. You know, so 
you know, I think that was probably my gut pick anyway. I wanted a a shot at more targets. And again, the spike, people love Amon Ross St. Brown with good reason. You know, the Lions have beefed up the offensive line. I don't really like Jared Goff, but they should be a lot better than they were last year. St. Brown's going to get attention. And Swift is certainly going to get attention. We know, you know, they are going to run Williams maybe more than I think people want to give them credit for. But Chalk has a, a chance to really do some damage on the outside. I think he's been undersold. And maybe if I could expand on him a little bit more, not to try and apologize for my own pick. I think he is one of the players on our short list that stands to really take a leap with some spring training, uh, spring training with some exhibition videos, with some camp videos. If you start seeing him working and looking really nice, people remember, wow, he was good. He was good. And Jacksonville was just so bad last year. They've left this toxic stain on everything. And nobody wants to touch any of it. And it's become a good source of value. Now sharp players are now on it. Marvin Jones being one of those players. So again, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Tyrion Price queued up. I don't think he's gonna fall. I wish that he would. And I, I did say that it was one of the uh, he's the last. I shouldn't say he's the last, because I think scrolling down, I think Deontay Foreman has a chance to really produce. I know people don't want to hear it with CMC. You know, I don't know how to predict injuries, but yes, he worries me playing. So, like, why wouldn't I have Deontay Foreman, who we know is really, really good in the Titans gave him some run, and they were productive with him between the tackles. He could be really good. I'm surprised he's not going a lot sooner just from the panic of CMC owners, right? A bit of a surprise, to be honest. So just kind of talking you through it. Again, we have a, a six roster spots left. And of, why would you feel less panicked about your wide receivers? Yeah, they're not great. Yeah, I have right now, Tobert is a three, but he's not really a true three because we're playing for spikes. So we know Mooney is really good, going to have spikes often. Thomas is really good and is viable for spikes often. Dallas has injuries in the wide receiver room. No, Gallup is on a pup. He's actually hurt. Tobert stands to be the wide receiver two in a ridiculously good offense. Like, there's a chance he is legit good in terms of spike weeks. So, it's it, you have to think of it in, in like like a like a series of of waves. You know, you're not going to get this perpetual number one week. Now, granted, some guys are, are going to be do it more often than others, but if the working theory and thesis is that wide receivers are more volatile in the first place, then I don't get why this my attack plan, our attack plan right here, is not like how people are are going at it. And of course, I'm starting to shake because my dude. Price is like hanging there. We know here comes the first snipe because because I made a manual error. I I think I probably deserve to not get the guy that I want. Like I kind of believe I kind of believe in that stuff. And Mackenzie went, so we got snipe. So my deal would be Marvin Jones Jr. who just went. So I kind of got. Are we on? Well, we on auto because I let that last one pick. So we got tearing David Price. So how awesome is that? Again, I guess. I'm not patient enough. I talked about, um, you know, jumping and I, you know, I do do that. So let's see. Now it's gotta be time for the QB. I was surprised that Zach Wilson went, but Daniel Jones didn't. So for me, this one 
is a pretty pretty obvious choice. Daniel Jones, who I do not love. I'm not one of these giant stands for the upcoming season. We do know what he can provide. And one of those single runs, you know, that 60-yard touchdown run that he goes for, and it doesn't matter if he only threw for a buck 40. He would have touchdown in two picks because he put, you know, 12 and a half points on the board. He's viable for the for the uh, bonus, I should say, running on the ground and stuff. So really, really great. He's he's excellent. And I think DraftKings probably sold itself a few people. Look how fast this goes. It's just the middle of the day in late July. These drafts are just absolutely humming. Five bucks. We're at 35 minutes. And I hope you've learned a lot. Here Got you through the board. You know, if you do like it, get up in the comments. We can do it maybe every couple times around. So I'm going to go back to having guests. Again, I spoke to a real couple really sharp people. I'm going to try and set up some more sharp guests and, you know, hash all the stuff that I want to know. You know, I'm really working on baseball a lot during the week. So I like to look to the experts, the specialists for offensive line moves and defense and schematics and stuff like that. You know, I can scrape the stats on my own so i'm not that big into it like i i can get them on my own i'll use them on my own you have to be willing to work at your craft but when it really comes to some of this awesome work man i, I can't outdo the ian and Dwayne at pff you know chris meany Derek brown and you know a lot of really really sharp cats out there um doing the, the yeoman's work for us patty mayo and all the people at mayo we didn't have to forget <laughs> Matt, please don't cancel me um all right, draft starting to hum. Let's get back into it again. Now, now it probably makes sense the last few picks to throw ADP out the window, get an idea of exactly what you got, what you need, right? So I have – let's work into the roster. We have two QBs, six running backs, five wideouts, and two tight ends. So we're shutting the door on tight ends. We know we're done there. It's at the turn. We're up in 12 picks. Six running backs – we're okay being done here. I mentioned Deontay Foreman. If he were to fall, he's somebody I consider. Hassan Hoskins, somebody I might consider. They've talked about Pacheco getting run with the one on the Chiefs, like if you want to hail Mary Dawn at the end. I'd rather not do that because his floor is a zero. The ceiling is tremendous, but it just lends itself to million-dollar contest. But that's up to you and how your construction went, how much risk maybe you have baked in already. So we would have to be looking at and a third QB, perhaps. I, I, people are overlooking QBs right now. There's a major mistake that Mac Jones is still out there because we're going to take him. you know. And if not, then we'll punt back because I do also like Davis Mills. But after that, I mentioned Kenny Pickett. If we could really punt on Pickett, I'd rather do that and get a guy like Foreman who, if CMC misses a week, right? if he misses a week, if, 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 Foreman is going to be a, let's call him a mid to high end RB2. Right, you expect him to be at that 5,600 level on DraftKings. He's certainly going to be the number one waiver ad, of course, you know, and people are going to be expecting him to, you know, be a favorite free square if it happened in the middle of the week, let's say. A pop for 100 yards, even a couple of grabs. Stress on just a couple, right? He's not a DRB1. He's not nearly a McCaffrey replacement, but you do have to keep your eye on guys that could step into loads and are very impactful running the ball, which, you know, Foreman is has the experience he's blows up a lot of metrics he's he's pretty damn good if you ask me so keep an eye on viable guys again haskins also they went and got like a three down type of back in case henry goes down they let foreman walk because of this guy 
And if Mac Jones waits, if Mac Jones falls, we're going with Mac Jones. I would even almost consider that a reach, my third QB. I generally don't do that at all, but I got to at least put him in the queue. I mentioned Foreman. He's at the top. I may prioritize him. And then, man, Kendrick Bourne is out there who I like. You could pair him with with Mac Jones. That's like that late pair I was talking about. Pringle is out there to pair with Mooney. I'd be looking for him on the back end. So let's see where this goes, man. I think I think maybe you have to make running back the, not the priority, and hope that I can get Jones there. I'm trying to actually take a look. I don't always do this, but when you're at near the end, sometimes you could look at the guy's roster. He already has two QBs. I could probably pass on the QB and watch this. We're going to try and make a late a late New England stack because. We already have Parker. So in case something happens to Parker, right again, I was trying to practice what I preach. We're going to go Bourne here. He went Samir White with one more pick. And if not, he went Odell Beckham. Which means we go Mac Jones. And that I really, really love. Because there was a late, we put together a super late stack. It didn't go as I hoped, but I was hoping for Fields to kind of fall later than he has. He's really flown up boards. Now maybe I just have to, you know, be happy that I was able to put those together late. And though I still really like Mooney, look, it kind of threw me off there. But I love Mooney regardless, right? You got to make sure you get guys that mark, check all your boxes. Then I leave the other stuff up to the coin flip in case I made it sound like anything else before you know, to make sure that you're getting guys that you have as number ones on emerging teams in good contextual environments that hopefully are being a bit undervalued by the market. And I'm always hoping, you know, to kind of check all those boxes. So that was really cool to put together that late stack. Again, you know, I, I usually not intending for that, but Mac Jones should not have fallen where he did. And since I had already put chips on Devontae Parker and had Kendrick Bourne, see how now every week, also, like that was almost like an afterthought, right? Parker was a double digit round guy or whatever. And New England was an afterthought for me. And now we have a New England stack. So if Jones on any given week is good, right, he has – he'll throw for yards. I, I think people kind of forget that too. Let me bring this up. And I often find myself getting caught like that too, right? We marry these narratives. We marry the – just that, the team bias and all that stuff. And it's not always the case because, again, there's baked in volatility, right, or it would be easy to gamble on these things, and it's not. So let's take a look at – Mac Jones, 281 and 1 against Miami, 275 and 2 against Tampa, 307 and 2 against the Jets, 310 and 2 against the Titans, 299 and 2 against the Colts. I mean, are you telling me I'm going to get no QB one weeks? And are you telling me that Kendrick Bourne and Devontae Parker are not going to be pieces of those weeks? So there's just like a perfect example of how that was like a, putting together a total afterthought. Since we're on this, I love a back of the draft theory here right because it could be just through the names quick but to put these things together i i like the bears but i do also like the jets you can get if you get garrett wilson if he falls then you can go garrett wilson michael carter zach wilson Corey davis lately and that's a stack i already pointed out new england like that was an easy one you know i could have even had myers had i pressed no problem 
And it's a, it's a sharp way to look at this stuff. I'm trying to think if that's, I think those are my guys right now. And San Francisco have to go get Lance though. So in my situation, you wouldn't have gone for Allen. You would have gone up front, maybe even go Debo, right? You go Debo, then target Lance because at the back you're tearing David Price and Juwan Jennings, who I really like, you know, so again, the opportunities are there to put these correlative pairs together. Again, this draft just absolutely flying. Love, love the pace. Man, Hoskins, Haskins is still out there trying to tempt us to go. We got three spots off the knee could have hurt to have a running back. Uh, a running back that has a chance, you know, to be an RB1 in any given week. Let's just scroll through. We, we know we're done with QBs. There's just no chance we're going there. Uh, wide receivers looking a little hairy. James Washington, Visca Chenault, right? It is a little, it is a little dirty. I mean, this is probably the press of wideouts earlier. I'm gonna go with Haskins to fill in the very last one. That's the last running back. That makes seven. And then the rest of the two, the last two picks we have to use on wideouts. I know I have Jennings in mind. Let me just let's just make sure we get him. Huge people, right? You don't want to want to avoid those unforced errors. I was very lucky before to make an unforced error and then have my player fall. So I have Jennings in the queue, which technically is a reach from here, but man, it has been picked kind of clean. Though I know people also like Treadwell. Let's let Jennings go. We'll take him. All righty, daddy, do. And with the last pick, then we kind of take our time, make sure that I got my guy. Again, ADP completely out the window at the very end here. I wonder how I forgot somebody who actually tweeted about this the other day. I was tweeting about um, values and stuff. Best ball, um, Davis had actually mentioned uh, something with tech. He's super sharp. And I mentioned 18th round picks. Yeah, I noticed that my guys are not there. I had like, I chipped at my own two cents. I put Juwan Jennings. I like Zay Jones as well, who's gone. So what are we going to do? We're going to do the thing that we always do. And we're going to look to correlate. We're going to look for the add-on Tyquan Fortin into that late New England stack. He's a perfect name. You get him at the last pick of every draft. And if you put together a New England stack, I have, of course, if there's a chance, if everything clicked right, your forgotten nothing stack turns out to be the thing that is at the four now, you know, Jones throwing a park on Thornton every week. Like who would have thought, right. That being the surprise of the year, it happens all the time. You know, come at me haters. These things happen all the time. No one's guaranteeing anything, but nobody knows the future. We know Mac Jones is good. We saw the progression. We know new England has looked at Devonte Parker up close at least two times a year, every single year of his entire career. And now they want him even with the poor separation metrics and stuff. I think they're going to get him involved. His route tree is awesome. Both sides, long and short crossing or whatever. I, I just think that they're going to be really good. I think Parker's Parker has a chance to get pepped peppered and be an eight nine target a game guy New England doesn't have one everyone kind of needs one especially when there's reliability again with the quarterback taking steps forward so I just I really love it we're going to look at Thornton who else who else can we get with 
a good way to do it, you know, just, just kind of look at your own roster. Who can you kind of pair and pick? You know, we have Thomas. I we love Alave because, again, is Thomas going to give us a whole year? I don't know. Injury risk has to be considered pretty high. We do have a ton of Pats. We're already on that. Detroit and San Francisco. So we are a bit, you know, pigeonholed with the teams. I, yeah, that's just kind of part. That's going to be part of it. I'm not really seeing anybody that I like more than Thornton has a chance to produce for us, though I am scrambling in case he somehow gets clipped. I'm going to end up just taking the top guy. (laughs) Right? Isn't that super sharp? How's that for sharp advice, everybody? Um, All right, we're going to – then I might actually go with my boy um, Berrios on the Jets. We actually seen him pop a few times when things gets away from them, right? So we – uh, when things get away from the Jets, if they're losing by 40, of course, Thornton to get picked. What I was going to say is with the Jets down 40, we've seen them go into that hyper passing package, right? It was a, with the, oh my God, running backs supposed to have 19 catches in that one game. So Barrios, the short slot guy, we've seen him get peppered also and in the red zone. But I'm going to go with Thornton and build off the Mac Jones stack. And that was like the fastest draft you could possibly ask for. Again, you know, just before we get out of here, everybody, I'll keep this one nice and short. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Get up in the comments. Let Patty know how we're doing. Follow me on Twitter, MLB Moving Averages, John Legaza, L-A-G-H-E-Z-Z-A. But you can type in MLB, NFL Moving Averages even. I'm going to come up. I'm everywhere. I've been all over everywhere. The Athletic and VEASAN and Mail Media Net five days a week. And, of course, all over the Bird app. Please, you know, guys – if you, if you do appreciate it, get with the companies that support us, that we support them and all that stuff. You know, DraftKings and Jock Market, and I think Prize Picks and them, all really good spots to get with fantasy football picks and bets. Please rate, review, and subscribe. I'm going to ask for the cartoon thumb one last time if you made it to the end. We just may have earned it. If I, you know, you missed anything or you want to push back or you like something or it sparked it, please feel free to hit me up. I'm working on my value article for the athletic we're going to be doing running backs taking jake seeley's projections and just plotting them against adp to look for outliers very sharp way to do things now you don't have to agree with his projections but i think projections are funny there's something i talk about with baseball so though i'm not a football projection expert by any mean digesting and using them i'm pretty good at this is something i have a lot of experience in and and speaking to the people that build them and challenging them is something that i i do do <laughs> do do I'm not even trying to put this in most. It's like um, self-fulfilling prophecy projections. Jake is super sharp. He's also very popular. Same for Pat. When they like guys, they're on guys, the market moves. You know, Vlad has been like this. Bro, this happens. Markets move. You got to be on it, man. You know, you just, you got to be on it. So, all right, before I totally lose all train of thought and track and you guys totally sick of it, thank you so much. Really do appreciate it for picking up what we're putting down, all that good stuff. I catch you on the uh, flip side. Look out for the athletic article and all the stuff on Twitter. And then we'll be bringing the show to you once a week. It should be shot on the weekend and come out every Monday, at least the duration of the summer. And if you dig my style of loud noises and sports and you're into baseball betting, we're coming at it hot and heavy, you know, every single day there is not a show like it. All right, enough of me, enough of that, more of this. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Enjoy your week, actually, for that matter, I don't know anymore.